I would say that when something like gratitude comes up time and time again, you have to pay attention to that. One has to pay attention to it because so many people have benefited from it. Hello, listener. My name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, Podcaster. Hi, V. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. My name is Emma Gunn Wardner. My podcast is called The Emma Gunn Show. And no topic is off limits. That's how I like to describe it. And hopefully, by listening to one or many episodes, you will feel a little bit better about yourself, about what you're trying to achieve in life, and about your day ahead. Thank you for joining us, Emma. How are you today? I'm so well, thank you for asking, V. It's a beautiful sunny day. I had a great workout first thing, which always makes me feel good, and I have a brilliant day of podcasting ahead of me, so what's not to love? Are you ready? I am. Great, let's begin. Why did you decide to start your podcast? Why did I decide to start my podcast? Um, I was curious, and I was actually lost, and I didn't realise I was lost until well into having started the podcast, probably nearly a year into it, I found out I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And up until that point, I just thought that life was very, very difficult and everyone else seemed to be enjoying life in a way that I did not have access to, which was very displeasing. And around the time I started the podcast, I had been very engaged with other podcasts and I had been listening to people like Tim Ferriss And I realized what I've been trying to do was to access tips, guidance, help and answers to the questions that I had that I really struggled with in life, like how to make money, how to make friends, how to how to feel any kind of success, just how to feel good. And I guess uh, having a background in journalism meant that my curiosity extended beyond listening to other conversations and wanting to create my own. And when I look back at that first year, actually, I really was looking for guidance from my guests. And my background is in beauty and celebrity journalism. And a lot of my guests in those early days were founders of big beauty companies, uh, entrepreneurs. And being an entrepreneur in the beauty industry is actually really quite a challenging business in and of itself. And I realized I was sitting down with people who had been, who had achieved success who had overcome some really quite massive hurdles. And I was getting them to explain the hurdles to me and how they overcame them, not only for the benefit of my listener, but so that I could take something away from that and hopefully get out of the rut I had found myself in mentally, emotionally, physically in my own life. What do you hope people will learn from listening to your podcast? I pride myself on the fact that I cover a range of subjects and... In that sense, it means that there might be or there are episodes on the feed with hypnotherapists. There's also episodes on the feed with professional dominance. There's episodes on the feed with drag queens and also dermatologists and psychiatrists and neuroscientists. And I don't mind looking stupid. (laughs) And so what I hope people will learn from listening to the podcast is that with every guest that I get on, 
I, I think it's really important to ask, hang on, what is that? Or what does that mean? Or I'm sorry, I don't understand. Would you mind elaborating? I, or just, or just being very honest and saying, I'm sorry, I don't understand because I'm not going to come to a conversation with a neuroscientist and necessarily be able to understand everything that they explain to me, no matter how good they are at explaining their field of expertise. So I would rather look stupid and ask what might look like a stupid question so that no one feels as though those conversations with those brilliant experts who I'm quite picky about, so that they don't feel that those conversations are inaccessible to them. And going back to the reason why I started the podcast, I was obviously going through my own mental health struggles and tapping into these sorts of conversations, like I said on other podcasts before I started my own, where you would learn about someone's experience that you you would never come into contact with that person in real life. So you'd never come into contact with a professional wrestler or an angel investor in Silicon Valley, any of those people. And learning from their experience was always a very rich source of inspiration for me. So I hope that what people get from my podcast is inspiration and I hope that even though there are diverse subjects and you honestly, when the feed refreshes on a Sunday morning and that main show goes live, you might not know what to expect. I hope that if they're generous enough to give me their time, they will come out of the other end of that conversation feeling that they either understand a topic that they've never explored before or that they feel more empowered about a subject that maybe they had an interest in. I just hope that they come away from it feeling as though it was time well spent. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Best piece of advice I've ever received? That's such a good question. And it's something that is quite difficult, I think, to to just limit it to one piece of advice. Because I think there are so many people out there who've lived, lived lives and who have come on the podcast, for example, who have such varied experiences and there are no, everyone's perspective is unique and everybody's advice is quite varied. But one of the things that comes up time and time again, that I think it doesn't matter who the guest is or what their experience is, but one thing that I observe a lot is guests talking about gratitude and they would always say, if I could go back and tell myself to do anything, I'd be grateful for what I've got. I practice gratitude and that helps me enjoy life more. And now with over 300 interviews recorded, I would say that when something like gratitude comes up time and time again, you have to pay attention to that. One has to pay attention to it because so many people have benefited from it. Even a neuroscientist talking about the benefit of gratitude just functionally on the brain or somebody who has succeeded and failed and succeeded and failed and succeeded and failed in business time and time again who will always say even when you're at your worst even when it's all gone down the pan again just be grateful I think gratitude and being grateful is probably the best piece of advice I've ever received and trying to put it into practice is a daily pursuit. What is your favourite time of the day? Morning. I don't think there is any time of day better than first thing in the morning, regardless of the season. When it's winter and it's crisp and it's cold and the sky looks frosty, that's beautiful. Uh, When it's springtime and you can 
smell the air first thing before there's cars on the road and things like that. And the same in the summer. First thing in the morning is just, just glorious. Bath or shower? Shower every single time. What has been one of the most interesting things you've learned in one of your episodes? This, this feels like such a challenging question because I have learned so much from all of my guests over the years. And I think I will come on to what the most interesting thing is, I think, the one that stands out above them all. But what I will say is that by having these conversations, hundreds of conversations, you realise over time how much you absorb from having had these conversations, listened into these people. And then you realise, oh, actually, I'm living my life and I'm taking that into account. And that was what so-and-so said to me on that show. So it's just tiny little things that creep into your consciousness and how you decide to do many, many things in life. So that's wonderful. But I think one of the best things is I had an incredible guy on the podcast recently called, actually, I say recently, it was pre-COVID, a lovely guy called Jeff Thompson, incredible author and just... uh, just phenomenal the fact that he wasn't a a ball of white light in front of me he's so evolved and well-read and incredible and he talked about triggers and about things that trigger you and we live in a culture I think where if something triggers you you ask the person who says it or the thing that's happened to not happen or to not say it and his advice is if something triggers you run towards it and find out why it's triggering you so that it won't trigger you again and I just found that to be incredibly useful. So if something triggers me, whether it's, oh, I've got to do that financial admin or I've got to go and do that boring thing and I have a reaction to it, I just think, just run towards it and do it. And it has not let me down once. Anything that's ever wound me up or triggered me in inverted commas, if I run towards it um, and I make it go away, it's brilliant. Have you ever been jealous of someone else? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think it was definitely a characteristic of my depression was feeling as though um, other people were having a great time at life. (laughs) And my lot was just to not have a great time. And so I'd be jealous of, yeah, I'd be jealous of people who look like they were having fun, who seemed to be at great ease in social settings, who just seemed to get their dream job very easily, you know. Um, it's not a great quality and I think it's definitely something that I work on and again it's a little bit like the trigger why are you jealous well act on it then change it are you superstitious ah now by nurture I am I come from quite a superstitious family and it's something I try to beat out of myself uh, because I don't think it serves any I don't think it's helpful to have superstitions because it limits your beliefs, it limits your actions and it can be the reason not to do something. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to limit myself. So I try not to be superstitious, but it is something I have to try to be because I think there is a natural urge to be superstitious. What animal would you want to be reincarnated as? Oh, what animal? Something ele- something elegant that moved easily. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's a really good question. But there's there's a lot to be said for being able to discover the sea 
as maybe a tier two predator. So just trying to avoid apex predators because I think uh, the sea is so misunderstood or unexplored. So maybe a dolphin. Uh, but then there's also something quite seductive about the idea of being a bird of prey, getting to soar above everything. Um, so no definitive answer there, I'm afraid. It's either sea or sky. Is your glass half full or half empty? Half full. But I all, but I think my natural inclination would be to think half empty. And I have to tell myself that's not real and approach life as if my glass is half full. It goes back to gratitude, I think. Apart from your own, what podcast would you suggest our listeners subscribe to? Uh, I'm a big fan of James Altucher. I think he does the most incredible podcasts. They're really thoughtful. They're really helpful. He gets incredible guests on. And I like James very much as a host. And he's one of my regulars that I uh, will always tap into at least once a week. I always feel if I'm ever feeling uninspired or my energy is a bit low, if I listen to one of his episodes, I suddenly feel oh, I've got this big idea and I can go out and do some things and feel motivated. If you could join a band tomorrow, what band would it be? Aerosmith. <laughs> it was, I got told off at school once because I was asked what I wanted to be when I grew up. And after everyone in my class said, accountant, lawyer, nurse, I then said, I want to be a backing singer with Guns N' Roses. But I think I, I've got enough life experience now to know that I couldn't have handled that tour. But I'd like to hang out with Aerosmith because I reckon they'd have like green juices and health shots backstage, <laughs> while also having some great uh, tunes to sing along to. What was the last thing you did for yourself? Today it was have a really great workout, wake up, make the decision to do a real kick-ass workout and to give it my all and just, you know, leave nothing but sweat on the floor, basically. I think it clears my, I know it's really good for my mind, I know it's good for my body and that feels like a really uh, brilliant thing to do for myself every day. Regardless, today I was motivated enough and felt like I could do a really hardcore workout, but sometimes it might be a bit of stretching and some yoga, or it might be a walk outside. But um, this morning, in actual fact, it was like a pretty intense workout. <laughs> Have you ever judged a book by its cover? Yes. And that's a really sucky thing to do. And hopefully, if I've learned anything from podcasting, it's that uh, it's what people have to say, people's experiences, if we're talking about judging people by what you see, that um, is so telling and so valuable and, and so rich. The, the amount of people I've been so lucky enough to speak to on my podcast and get a real deeper understanding of their expertise, but also then build some kind of familiar connection with them and stay in touch and just realise these are, like, people are incredible. People are amazing if you give them an opportunity to be. And that's what I try to focus on. What age in your life would you like to go back to? I wouldn't. I think where one is now is where one is supposed to be. And the idea of having the brain I have now in the body of my 27-year-old self or 21-year-old self 
it's quite seductive but uh, no I I just I, I don't th- I don't know as if it's helpful to to think that way so I am um, happy where I am what is the worst gift you've ever received oh <laughs> oh gosh well I used to receive when I was on the magazine I used to receive a lot of press gifts so samples sent with a gift and obviously these are gifts that are sent out to hundreds of people and so they've got to cater to every taste but there have been some real humdingers I'm not really into crystals or anything like that so there have been crystal things but no gift is ever bad if the intention is to be nice cat or dog it's gonna be dog it's gonna be dog I love dogs I um a friend of mine had a dog uh beautiful German shepherd who was just the greatest who I adored so yeah dog all day every day what does love feel like safe calm peaceful um I don't think it should feel extreme funnily I had a conversation uh, on the podcast recently about what love should feel like and this idea that uh, love is pain is such a nonsense and I was really glad to hear an expert actually say that it was such a nonsense because yeah love is always in my mind feels like safety. Do you think you've achieved the goals you set yourself when you first began your podcast? Hmm. Yes yes but I think it's really important to um, revisit your goals regularly because that's how real progress is made. So I tried to check in. The podcast just had its fifth anniversary and I did go back to those first notes I made and I had them in an old diary entry, actually. Um, why Why I'm going to start a podcast? Why do I want to start a podcast? And I'd completely forgotten I'd written it, so it was quite a surprise when I discovered it. But I was really pleased to see that I had ticked all those boxes. But equally, um, I'm pleased that I keep revisiting and thinking, what do I want to do next? How do I want to make this better? And always having the listener in mind. And one of the things I didn't have at the beginning that I have now, which I'm so grateful for, is an audience and an audience who are very generous and who speak to me and let me know what they want and let me know what they need and let me know what they would like. And that really helps inform the podcast moving forward. And that combined with the people I would like to speak to or the topics I would like to cover um, means that I have uh, really great uh, goals moving forward. So yes, yes, the answer is yes. And also there are now more goals. Your podcast aims to empower your listeners. What empowers you? What empowers me? What a great question. And I, th- I hope the answer doesn't sound arrogant, but I'm going to say me. And by me, I mean pursuit of information, knowledge is power. So no one else can make me feel uh, the, the things that I want to feel. Only I can do that. So if I have holes in my life or if I have things that I want to do, feel or achieve, then the buck stops with me. Uh, no one else wakes up in the morning and thinks I hope Emma has the best day ever and I hope Emma's got enough money in the bank and I hope Emma has a good workout like that's on me so 
I can empower myself. And I do like to empower my listeners, but not me empower them, me sharing information that they can then use to empower themselves. So I think in answer to that question, I think empowerment is an inside job. The call comes from inside the house. That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? I love chatting to you, V. They were great questions and I really appreciated them. Thank you again, Emma, for being a guest on Podcaster. It was nice to meet you. It was nice to meet you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care, and until next time, goodbye.